Hello everyone, if you're new here, my name is Malka Asad, plastic surgery resident, and in this video I'll be talking about personal statements. This is the second video of the match series in which I talk about topics related to the match process. The first one covered letters of recommendation and you can check that in the cards above and in the description below. And in this video I'll be answering a few questions I get asked about a lot from students regarding personal statements. The first one is what should you include in your personal statement? I like to break down the personal statement into answers to certain questions. You need to give the reader of your personal statement answer to certain questions such as what is the specialty that you are interested in? Why are you interested in this specialty? What makes you a unique applicant? Why the program should take you over other applicants and what makes you stand out? What are you looking for in the program or what is the program that you're interested in joining and your life goals? You can definitely add something about your hobbies or other things that you would find relevant to be included in your personal statement, but these are the main concepts that you should answer in your personal statement. Why the specialty? Why you? Why the program? Or which program? And your career goals. And the second question is how to start writing a personal statement. There are different ways in which students write their personal statement, but my preferred way is to have answers to the questions I just discussed. So start with a draft, write down points as answers to these questions and then start drawing experiences from these. For example, if you're interested in internal medicine and you wanted to have these long-term interactions with patients as one of the reasons why you're interested in internal medicine, I would write that as a bullet point. For example, to answer the question of why you, you might have hardworking or a team player or passionate about patient care. So you would write these things as bullet points and then after you answer all these questions, you would take it to the next level, which is the experiences. Because I find some students who write, I'm a hard worker, I'm a team player, but I think this is not the ideal way of including these in your personal statement. The better way is to draw these conclusions from experiences that you went through. So instead of saying, I'm a hard worker, I would tell a short story or short experience or something that you did in research or a clinical rotation that would tell that you're a hard worker. So I would not write hard worker, but by reading this story or these two lines that you wrote about an experience, I would conclude that you're a hard worker. The same applies for a team player. Instead of saying, I'm a team player, I would tell a story or some characteristics of the specialty or some experience that you went through that would tell that you're a team player. So after you write these bullet points as answers, start thinking of all the experiences that you went through from your medical school, before medical school, sports, uh, clinical rotations, interactions with patients, interactions with physicians, research, and try to pick uh, certain experiences to answer these questions. Some students ask me when should I start working on my personal statement. I would recommend as soon as possible. I would give it at least two to three months to start with the first draft because as I said, you start with like the questions and then you go into bullet points and then you would go into experiences and today you might have an answer tomorrow you might find you know what this experience might be more relevant to this and you would change it so give it some time for your ideas and your answers to mature you might change them improve them and then you would start with your first draft that's why i would say give it two months because this process takes time and after you finish your first draft after you write these concepts that you picked into a draft your personal statement has to go into multiple drafts you can definitely write it within a day or two but it's not going to be as good as if you give it more time one tip when you're writing your first draft is after you had this map of bullet points ideas experiences you have to pick the most important ones because you can't have your personal statement for three four pages 
They say the ideal length is around one page between 500 to 700 words for residency applicants. So that's why you need to put all the experiences that you think would be relevant. And then when you're writing your first draft, you pick the most relevant ones. Another question that I get asked about is how many drafts should you go through before you submit your personal statement? And the answer varies because some people, some students are very good and they can submit from a few drafts, some need more. In my opinion, definitely not the first. Definitely not the first draft or the second draft because the first and the second might not be as good as the 10th or 11th. So I would start with the first or second draft on my own, try to revise it multiple times, and then I would start sending it to friends or mentors who are experienced with personal statement. One mistake that I find applicants do is that they send it to everyone, their friends who know personal statement editing and those who never edited the personal statement. Personal statement editing is not an easy task. It's in my opinion, one of the most complicated tasks for me to help residency applicants. That's why you need somebody who at least read a lot of personal statements or helped other students or wrote at least their personal statement themselves. So that's why don't just send it to any applicant who's applying with you and they are also figuring a way out for their personal statement. I picked personally, I picked only few people who I trust with their knowledge and their experience to have a look at my personal statement. I didn't send it to everyone, although I knew a lot of residents, a lot of applicants, I send it to a very select group of mentors and residents who are experienced with personal statement editing. But what if you didn't have friends or mentors who are experienced with personal statement editing? In this case, I would highly recommend getting professional guidance and editing for your personal statement, even if you had to pay a few hundred dollars for that, because you spend thousands of dollars on your application, flights, interviews. You don't want to save a few hundred dollars and have a subbar personal statement. But you need to be very careful with who you pick for personal statement editing. So have someone who has been doing this for a long time or somebody who you can see an example of their personal statement, don't go for cheap services. If you pick cheap, you'll get not as good result. So I've seen some people who look for a personal statement for $10 or $20. Trust me, it's not going to be as good. If you look for Fiverr personal statement, I think also I don't, I don't think that doctors who wrote personal statements and are in residency programs would be uh, doing Fiverr jobs. So have residents or students who recently wrote personal statements and went through the residency match process to edit your personal statements. Also, when you're looking for professional guidance, make sure that this person who is editing your personal statement is making structural changes to your personal statement if it was not optimal. Because some editing, they change few words here and there, they make some grammatical corrections. That's not worth it if you're gonna pay two or $300 for that. If you need professional guidance, they need to provide you with structural editing. For example, if the paragraph was not flowing well in the other, they would fix it or they would ask questions to improve the content, listen to your story and maybe tell you, you know what, you have something on your CV that could be uh, improved if, you, if your personal statement would be improved if you include this part from your, from your story or from your CV. So have somebody who's going to be involved in your editing, listen to your story, look at your CV, provide structural editing because this is what's going to make an impact on your personal statement. I've helped many students this cycle and the previous cycle with their personal statement and the service I provide is never few words here and there. I provide structural editing in which I kind of rewrite the personal statement for the applicant based on their story. So if you want to check my service for editing personal statement, you can check that in the cards above and in the description below. But some students might ask, is it worth it for me to pay a few hundred dollars for someone to edit my personal statement? Do, really, do program directors really look at this document? 
And the answer is yes, it's definitely worth it. Because sometimes program directors and committee members look at your personal statement before they read your CV because they want to learn your story. Sometimes after you are selected for an interview, the other people interviewing you might not have access to your CV. And this happened to me on several interviews. The people interviewing me only had access to my personal statement so they don't get biased by my scores or my research output. So they only had access to my personal statement. And when I started the interview with them, they were telling me about the personal statement and certain incidents from that. So I would say definitely invest time and invest money in making your personal statement the best version out of your story and your experience. Now I want to talk about the introduction and the end of the personal statement. I don't get asked about this question a lot, but in my opinion, it's a very important point to point out for people working on their personal statement. And there is definitely a style preference. Some people think that's important, some don't. But in my opinion, I like to start the introduction of the personal statement with a story or, the, or an experience that doesn't follow the same timeline of your story. So usually people start with the earliest event and then they go to the next, next, and then the end when now they're applying to residency. My preference for the introduction is to be the most impactful experience of your life. The one that brought you here to the US or the, to this specialty or medicine and had a huge impact on your life. And then I would go back in time and start from the beginning of my journey and then going down to answer all the questions that I talked about and going to the end. And I like to end with a paragraph that links to the beginning, to the impactful story of my life and looking for the future to my career goals. And the reason I like this style is because it keeps the reader engaged because there are so many applicants and you want to keep the person reading your personal statement engaged and uh, liking what they're reading. That's why if you have a catchy introduction, nice flowing ideas from one to another and then ending with something that relates to the beginning, tying it all together, that would make it make more impact on the person reading your personal statement. And the next question is, can I submit multiple personal statements? And the answer is yes, because the ERAS platform allows you to have multiple personal statements and you can submit personal statement one to program one, uh, personal statement two to program two and so on. And this is extremely important for two types of applicants, those applying to different specialties. So you want to have a personal statement for general surgery that is different from orthopedic surgery if you're applying for both specialties. That's why this is extremely important. Don't use the same personal statement for different specialties. And the second point is sometimes some applicants have very uh, strong research portfolio and they want to stress too much on their research in their personal statement. And that might not be ideal for smaller programs which don't have much research infrastructure. You definitely need to mention research in both personal statements if it's important to you, but the stress, how long can you go about research might be different between the two programs. That's why it might be a good idea, for example, if you're strong in research and you're applying for high-end programs where research is, is extremely important to stress more on research, where in other programs where research is not the priority, you would still mention research, but uh, with less stress. And finally, where can I find templates for good personal statements? And the answer is in my blog. I'm gonna have a full blog about how to write personal statements, examples, and tips on improving your personal statement. And at the end, I will have a full template of at least two personal statements that you can have a look at and get an idea of how to write a personal statement. But definitely don't copy anything from mine or from any other personal statements you find online because you want your personal statement to be your story. That's why if you need help, you can get professional guidance to make your story nicer, but definitely don't use copy paste of 
templates that are available online. Just use this as a way to get an idea of what a good personal statement looks like. If you need help with your personal statement, check out my website in which you can get an idea of the services we provide to edit your personal statement. And if you have any questions, leave them in the comments below or feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Malka Asad or my Facebook page Malka Asad MD. Thank you everyone so much for watching and see you in future videos. Peace.